This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to see you again. And I've been out and about, so most of today's episode is actually a, a valley report, and the alpacas were around, of course, and therefore it's not just about the valley, it's also about them and what's going on as, as I'm standing watching them. Uh, one of the things I've been talking about is planning and I mentioned about planning and getting a piece of paper. So it's piece of A4 is fine. And if you turn it so that the long side is facing you, as it were, on the desk, um, and then just divide it into four, you've got your four seasons. And then in each of the seasons, you can then turn it into thirds, probably helpfully. And then you've got a section for each of the months. Then just look at it. What does it look like if you're going to put it down and map out what you're doing for... Uh, worming, vaccinations, shearing, any matings, when the birthing is going to happen, when the food situation is likely to change in terms of the grass. So when's your hay supply is going to have to be particularly present and working very nicely for you. When are you going to have to do the ADE, the paste, to boost the, the potential deficiency from lack of sun. I know some of you don't have that problem, but we do here in the UK, especially here in Wales, it seems. But uh, yeah, so there's a few things like that. Just map out the year. It can be a helpful way visually of seeing what's going on and having the clear targets. It doesn't have to be a date in the diary, but this is the month, this is the season, this is the area of the year when you're going to do this particular thing. And you can adjust a bit, slide here and there, depending on what the weather's doing and what other things are on the go. But at least it gives a way of planning and keeping on top of all the things that we need to keep on top of. So that's just a suggestion, and I hope you enjoy the report from the valley. So, the literally the calm after the storm. So this was the, the morning after storm Arwen hit the UK. Um, small scale to, to a lot of people but hey, some of the winds in some of the places were, were hitting 98 miles an hour that's pretty high <laughs> that's pretty fast not quite as high here but we did have some serious gusts uh, some tree damage but no so far anyway no visible building damage um, I think, but it was very noisy very wild to hear the wind in the tops of the trees and yesterday, the, the red kite uh, up on the top was having such fun. It was a little bit tricky to manage because <laughs> it was just so strong that it was difficult for the, for the red kite to actually control its flight. But it was, seemed to be having fun, uh, sort of surfing in the wind, which is what they do. Girls are having breakfast this morning. It's quite cold and fresh with some grass frost. But uh, the wind has dropped. There's no wind, or marginal wind. Very bright, sunny day, but it's not sunny over at the stable yet because it hasn't reached across this half of the valley. 
as it comes down from the top, hits the top where the boys are, and then works its way down. And the boys are right at the top, uh, the far end, they're enjoying being in the sun, and have been for quite some, <laughs> some time now, a number of hours. But uh, we had a couple of geese in this morning. They, they've they took off as soon as I opened the shutters in the stable. I'm not quite sure what the connection was there. I think they just felt like they were being disturbed. So they, they took off. Um, that would have been a nice soundtrack, of course. But I didn't reach for my phone quite quick enough. And they'd gone before I could hit the record button. So you've missed that, I'm sorry. But you know what the sound of a goose is. Um, so we've got a lot of uh, duck activity. Splashing around and stuff. Some lovely reflections on the lake this morning. And some of the, the birds are out and about doing their thing. So we've got the wildfowl type stuff. So we've got some unusual moor hens and that's a little grebe. Just as soon as it's all we dip, dip down under the water. And you've got to kind of watch now. How long how long can a little grebe hold its breath? Well, longer than you'd think. So they do their thing and then uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's just popped up again. So that's how long a little grebe can hold its breath. And sometimes they come up pretty close to where they were, but other times they come up a long way. They've travelled underwater to move themselves away from a threat. Still and quiet, which is nice. Up on the top, the wind turbines. They don't look that big, but they are enormous. And uh, quite away from here, but you can see them just turning, gently turning in the wind. It's shifted around slightly, but there's not much wind, but it's, there's, a bit, there's a bit there. And you've got uh, more hens up on the, on the bank, picking itself around in, in the grass. bird pecking away in the guttering. There must be some, I guess there must be some moss in there. It's going there and picking over, turning it over, looking for little grubs and worms and goodness knows what. All those things that they like. <laughs> I know it's not our cup of tea or our, our breakfast preference, but they do like it. So the, uh, just looking across the Trees have such strong winds. There's very few trees have got <laughs> still got leaves on them. Most of them have been stripped off. And down on the road, uh, there's a lot of accumulation of leaves which are going to have to be swept into piles and kicked off into the undergrowth to become leaf mould, leaf mulch. Wow. Amazing. So we're almost towards the end of November, uh, just going into December, which is quite incredible, really. <laughs> Where has this year gone? So we need to think about planning um, for the year. Um, we talk about that now and again. And there are things that, you know, the fixed things like matings and birthings and shearing, that kind of stuff, all needs to be kind of planned into the year, but also vaccinations. So it's a good time when there's less demand for 
activity to be able to kind of get a big piece of paper out, mark it down into months of the year. You start with seasons, if you like, but to then work it all through and decide on... Uh, not absolutes, it doesn't have to be to the day, but, you know, come, come the beginning of December, do we need to be thinking about ADE and E? So it's vitamins A, D and E. Some paste or injections. We have trouble getting hold of the injections now. Uh, it's never easy, but it's even more difficult, it seems, at the moment. So ADE paste, um, which helps a bit. It, I'm not sure it's the best way to do it, but it, it could be better. But it's uh, useful when they get less sun through the winter here in the UK. When they get less sun to give them ADE paste, just to boost that. Particularly for the younger ones as they're still developing and growing their bones. Uh, just helps to avoid any problems with rickets, or rickets is a big word. Um, but, but they're kind of slight, not developing quite as much. They're all small again this year. Uh, last year's catching up slightly, but it's uh, very small. Last year's are very small, I think, compared to what we've normally had. Uh, they do catch up eventually, but they're, they're on the smaller side. So the girls are quite happy they're out grazing. Uh, kind of having frosted grass at the moment but the, the sun's moving down and it's taking the frost off. And yesterday they were all in the edge of the field. We got it bankside, as we call it, because it's a, a bank, <laughs> a slope. It's quite steep. And they were over, tucked in on the edge of the trees, which gives a, a bit of a shelter belt. It was because it come powering down from the north. And uh, so the wind was being broken and, and stopped by the trees. So that's where they, they were tending to gather, because that worked very nicely. The owls have been quite busy, um, not this time of day, but uh, dusk and early morning. We hear quite a bit, there's quite a bit of the quick, quick, quick uh, sort of hunting calls, the tawny owl. And they're in different parts of the, the valley, so calling to each other and stuff. As always, there's so much going on uh, that you just don't notice. Oh, <laughs> there we are. I've just looked across the, the lake and I can now see... The, we've got one of those um, 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 life preservers, uh, a ring that will float and a long rope so you can throw it out in, into the lake. It's one of those things we had to have because of the water and stuff. And uh, the alpacas have decided to un unravel it all and the, the ring is off its stand and all the, the rope is, is kind of stretched out and <laughs> they've obviously been playing. I think I saw... One of the black ones. I think it was actually probably Ivanri, the youngster. This year's youngster. Um, she was having a good old play, tugging at this. I think they use it like floss, you know. They, they pull on the the, uh, the other bits of twine here and there. And they'll if it's there and it's fixed one end, they will they will tug on it. And uh, they seem to kind of, kind of like, like chewing it. I know calves and cows like doing that as well. Sometimes they open gates that, that are tied up just because they're playing with the rope. Yeah, so I think it's a form of flossing for alpacas. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, not really, but I'm not sure it's the best way going to be chewing on plastic rope. So uh, it's not there all the time. It's just there's a stack of, um, 
Uh, it's not quite a pallet, but it's... Uh, I don't think there's a pallet on the bottom of there. No, it's just a little frame that's full of uh, fence posts. And they've got some lashings of... Uh, plastic, blue, blue plastic or nylon. Uh, it's... Uh, we're all moving away from those things. I noticed the other day there was, a, there was some wrapping that came and it's normally plastic and now it's changed to being paper. Uh, still slightly glossy, but it's not plastic like it was. So that's something that's, that's gradually changing people's attitudes and their, their customers are demanding other things from retailers and they're, they're just adjusting these things. So it's... Uh, gonna come I've just spotted there's a mat that is way 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 out of place it's blown itself all the way over here and stuck up against the fence so I'm just gonna rescue that and put it put it back um there we go oh yes so there's a little bit of aftermath of tidying stuff there's a lot of twigs and the like that are, have been shaken loose and broken off and snapped and we had a big branch of a really tall conifer that snapped off and, and was blocking the end of the, the drive into the to the road and get past it I had to go down with a chainsaw and tidy it up and stack the logs so it's more logs to be burnt at some point uh, that's a challenge isn't it is it better to burn logs or is it better to burn oil hmm I'm thinking probably logs, but I think probably something other altogether would be better, wouldn't it? And then you've got the whole the alpaca feed, okay, grass, but uh, and then you've got the things that the alpacas will the alpaca feed is, is usually wheat-based, so you're growing wheat and bringing stuff in to fertilise and grow the the wheat to feed the alpacas in time I guess that's going to change I tend to use quite a bit of alfalfa uh, sort of dried cut, cut and dried to keep things through the winter but, uh, as, well, as well as the hay hay's good but uh, hmm. I guess that's something else that will change in time that it will be better there'll be a move away from feeds and wheat based stuff for animals so we're going to have to adjust and adapt so it's worth thinking about now other things I, do you know i'd thought about it. uh, it's the wrong time of year to be doing it but i thought about um buying a bag of peas you know sort of uh, pea seeds for, for growing peas plants and then then going around and sticking them take a handful in my pocket and go around sticking them in the, the ground here and there and let them grow through i'm sure they'd love those little corners oh there's some peas here they'll just include it as part of their grazing so that's something for the spring. It's the wrong time of year to be planting seeds like that because they're not going to grow in this cold weather. And the grass slows down. So this time of year in the UK, we got, I guess it's around about 10 degrees centigrade. It starts to slow or stop. There's a balance point somewhere. And obviously it goes lower, sort of five centigrade, then it's not going to grow. Uh, yeah, that 10, I mentioned that it's centigrade rather than Fahrenheit. Because that's it'd be really, really cold. It wouldn't be definitely wouldn't be growing. But uh, yeah, it will. It's still green, still still growing, but it's just not got as much goodness. It's just not not getting as much sun, and therefore producing the uh, sugars and the bits and pieces in the 
uh, in the leaves of the grass. But yeah, they're still eating. And uh, some of them, you know, they're standing here in the water. <laughs> Just at the edge of the lake, there's a little drainage ditch which it overflows from the lake into that and then protects the road from getting flooded. But Nira is standing there with her feet in this cold water. It's got to be really cold. I'm certainly not going to test it with my hand. So they're having a lovely drink of fresh, cold water. They're enjoying that. But near and who's that? Somebody with an ear tag. Oh, that's Yona. So Yona's standing over there. She's got, oh yeah. And then further down we've got Alice. Oh, they're all coming now. And Amelia, she's going to get in there. She likes water. She always does. She'll almost break the ice off her to get in the water. And the others are coming up now as well. So they're obviously enjoying the freshness of this water. Millie. A little Levanwee. Woodpecker over in the top of the trees. Top of the bank. So it's worth, now that all the leaves are gone, you can just see what's going on. There's a few trees that have got heavy growth of ivy, uh, which is still very green and still in leaf, as it were. So therefore, the, the wind load at this time of year, if you've got a lot of ivy on a tree, can cause problems, so I just need to pick those out and go and cut off the cut it off from the root, and uh, it'll die back, and won't be such a possibility of the tree getting blown over. We're generally still having northerly winds, I think, most of this week. But it's when they spin around, particularly if it comes from the east, the trees are not used to bending in that direction. And uh, mm, there's an old saying about fishing that when the wind's in the east, the fishing is least, or the fish are least. Wind in the west, fishing is best. Well, I don't know. But they do seem to know. How do they know? Underwater, I don't know. But they seem to go lower, apparently, and you can't catch them. Uh, not that anybody's here catching, apart from the odd cormorant who comes in. Uh, herons we haven't seen since we filled the lakes filled up again. See, we saw one the other day, but that was just unusual. And then we, we've got the ducks and said the geese were in this morning. Oh, stood on the grass. Oh, you know, that was a surprise, wasn't it? One of the youngsters just was sniffing and just stood on the, the ice of a puddle, which was hollow underneath. Thing. <laughs> Did that surprise you? Oh, sweet one. Is that all right? They're gradually drifting along into the car park now. It's partly because I'm stood here talking again. <laughs> they do think it's funny. What's he up to? We better go join in. That's funny. Alice is walking in a way that she, she feels... It's almost like she's, she's kind of trying not to stand on the ground. I think the ground must be cold. The tarmac is better on here. Yeah, you'd be better over here. Hello, you gonna come say hello to me? Hello, how are you doing? Oh yeah, you're gonna come all the way? No, you're just coming a little bit, okay. So the little ones continue to grow in confidence and there was a whole bunch of them all together. They were quite happy. Mums were eating breakfast, the dry food, and all the little ones were happy to all be together in a group. There you go. 
don't know if you can hear it in the background. I can, I, I can hear it. There's, there's a whole lot of splashing and stuff going on. Um, it's some of the ducks right on the edge of the, the little island in the middle of the lake. And they're having a good old splash and a going under. And a good clean of their feathers. Well, that was a big yawn. Rona displaying all her teeth for me. A winner. <laughs> you can't resist, can you? There you go, right. Onward and upward. Great to have you with us again. Thank you for being here. Hope you have a great day. And if you can, as I did, go spend some time with your alpacas and take care and try and stay warm and dry. I know it's a challenge at this time of year, but warm and dry is good. Take care. Bye for now.